All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 27. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight, well, it's a special night. Tonight is the night where we read all of the creepy DMs and messages and emails and stuff that people have sent the women of Red's Twitter, Red's Facebook, Red's Instagram, Red's uh, Red's fandom in general. So, of course, we have all men in here to discuss this. Uh, (laughs) We got Branch with us. Branch, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. I go on three weeks vacation tomorrow, so I'm riding pretty high right now. Nice, nice, nice. We got Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? I am doing absolutely fantastic. I'm sitting here with no pants on playing uh, PlayStation. Okay, and uh, we've got... <laughs> Way to start off the creepy DMs podcast. Yes, yes. We got, we got Polly. Polly, how are you? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm living a dream, standing here in my pants at my bar in my house. So, yay. Drinking a beer brought to you by Great and Beer out of Santa Rosa, Florida, an IPA that's decidedly hoppy and bitter. No free advertisements. (laughs) (laughs) Today's podcast is co-sponsored by Natterdays. (laughs) <laughs> shout out to uh my boy uh joe that boy's good on twitter he is the natterday uh ambassador down there in louisville so if he listens to that shout out to joe we also have bringing up the rear burmy nice i'm really glad todd's wife was uh, you know able to make it for that intro um <laughs> i want to give two shout outs obviously the first one to Unc Ram at Unc Ram. Shout out to Ram. And the second one, I want to give a shout out to John. Uh, is it is it Fishner? John Fishner? Is that how you say his name? Let's go with that. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, I, I apologize if I butchered that. Sorry, Casey. I know you don't listen, Corthog. Um, Casey I, listens. I, uh, okay, good. I wanted to shout out John because... Uh, she better fucking go- listen. Jesus. I want to shout out the St. Louis Blues for winning their first Stanley Cup in history last night. I'm sure that was a great great thrill for him. Play Gloria. Is it Gloria, Stefan? I don't know exactly. I just know the song. I don't know the artist or anything. That makes me a piece of shit. That's fine. Whatever. She's a babe. She's a, is a babe, so, right? Hey, the song is Isn't that the one that died? Better than, it's significantly better than Chelsea Dagger, so I take it. All right, we just Rock lost half our listeners there. So anyway, uh, just cut is, it out. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, fuck. You. <laughs> uh, this is a Cincinnati Reds bro- uh, podcast, but uh, this is somewhat Reds related. So why don't we just jump right into this? Uh, the The premise for this comes from all you creepy motherfuckers that send your dicks to people, or just be creepy in general to women, just because you know they had the audacity to be online. The creepiness of 
of Red's Twitter and Red's Facebook and Red's Instagram is not limited to fans. In fact, uh, some media and some quasi-media, some people that are somewhat associated with the Reds, maybe some former players, like to get a little creepy on, on the Internet. One thing I'd, I'd like to direct you to, uh, if you are listening and you want some more background, way, this is a, going back about 10 years ago. There was a thread that I uh, created on Red Reporter uh, that turned into some uh, creepy interactions with some uh, Reds-related people. Uh, if you want any of that information, send me a DM and I'll uh, try to find the link. Uh, shout out to Wick. I'd like that. I would see that. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I think I've put that in the chat before, but I'll go back and find it. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in uh, seeing that. All right. I will, I will find the that. infamous chat. After the uh, the podcast. So anyway, so let's, why don't we start the story time? Pull up a chair. This is your Uncle Coop talking to you. So a, uh, a female friend uh, sent along this story. She was just minding her own business when she got a random email from uh, someone related to Red's Media and asked her, are you the girl that he hooked up with in Iowa and asked if he wanted to meet up for a drink? So, of course, she said, no, I I was not in Iowa when you rammed some random girl. And then he kept emailing her, asking if, hey, would you want to hook up anyway? Oh, no. And then I think a month later, he got married. So. Oh, 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 oh no. Jesus Christ. Oh. This is why women hate us. Gosh. So, yeah. Um, That's so bad. Ouchie mama. Right. So that was a little creepy. Oh. Uh, that was one of the one of the stories I got. I also got uh, I got some other ones. Now, this next group is uh, DMs that was sent to a uh, uh, person that shall remain nameless. And the and again, I'm not going to name any names on this because one, I don't want to get sued, and two, some of these people have families now and they don't need to be embarrassed. I mean, shit. So anyway. Let me read you this series of DMs that was sent to a uh, female Reds fan from a... uh, This is another kind of quasi-media person associated with the Reds. You changed your entire outfit while driving, including panties? I wish I could have witnessed this. I'm just guessing you have a nice bod, but only a guess. You look pretty to me, smiley face. But still can't oh, quite God. still can't quite see that bod, but it does spark my imagination, LOL. Whenever I say anything inappropriate, oh, do, you, no. do you get the bitter beer face? How about when I admire your cleavage and pics? Oh my gosh. Oh I'm embarrassed. Do these guys understand that, that you could do a quick Google search of pretty much anything you want? Yeah. And it can alle- and it can alleviate all the creepiness. Because any porn star on the internet put it, you know, it's out there for a reason. They make yeah. money off it. Why do you have to ask people in real life for this fucking shit when you could just search it online and only you have to know about it? He then follows it up with, I think "How I did you get you. through high school and that and you flirt that bad? I mean, how do you get through high school and flirt that fucking badly?" 
I, I mean, it's just, it's just, like, it's just straight. It's oh my god. There, I will might, say, there might be, there might saying, be people that take a. Sorry, Coop. There might be people that like take offense to me saying that. I don't mean it offensively. I mean it is keep your urges to yourself. Jesus Christ. So this person is confirmed married, by the way. Oh God. Uh, of course. Uh, uh. So let's move on to the next story. This is actually from the same person. Uh, <laughs> apparently, when I uh, put it out on Twitter that uh, I was doing this, either somebody informed this person or he saw the tweet or something and sent the same uh, female a long rambling message. You say I've said wildly inappropriate things. I'm a playful guy, as you are a playful girl on Twitter. But I don't recall anything that would be deemed wildly inappropriate. I'm not trying to be the bad guy, nor do I want a confrontation. As I said, you're a smart and funny person. I just don't understand where this would come from. You're Can, a devil. Uh, um, You asked about her panties, her body, and her cleavage. Get fucked. Yep. Get yep. fucked. Uh, now that reminds me of another story that we've somewhat told on this podcast before. A another quasi—I don't know why uh, people who are in the media or related to the media in the Reds like to do this, but uh, there is one person again confirmed married who has sent his penis to multiple women on Twitter. Yep. And uh, you you might not want to do it from your office, is all I'm saying. So let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Oh, what a fucking rookie move. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Because Holy people shit. will know where you work when you do that. I mean, that uh, literally one send of that to anyone, they could dox the fuck out of you instantly. How stupid. Jesus. What's crazy about some of these is I, I, I know on two different occasions, I've been told by two different girls, and they've been like, they got together and they discovered. That it was the same picture, but it was sent to him like six, seven months apart. Oh my god! So it's like the guy had his favorite. So it, he had good lighting that day, is what you're saying? He had good lighting that day. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so he saved it. <laughs> it 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 was it was tastefully done. Apparently, no, it wasn't. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I, I did not look. Pop, so I don't know. It was the day he popped a blue bomber for his anniversary. <laughs> I, to go home to the old lady. I, I don't know. Um, and if you listen to Locked On Reds, go Blue Chew for your Blue Bomber. Yeah, Blue Chew. <laughs> maybe, maybe, You're welcome, Jeff Carr. Yeah, shout out to Jeff. Uh, maybe somebody has been popping a few too many Blue Chews and just had to take a couple pictures of what the result was. Oh. So speaking of hard penises, this is a uh, good time as any to mention the sponsor of the podcast since the sports guy. <laughs> what? Because, because two out of every three people that enter that store are using them? Well, <laughs> they've got long, hard bats in there that you can buy, uh, supple balls, and Callie there to handle them for you. So go see Callie. <laughs> they do have a very nice display of Big Clue. Yes. And they recently had Pete Rose there, so... Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to talk about that. Uh, so let's move on. 
Hepatitis nope. C later. Nope. <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, former player portion of the program. This uh, former player uh, sent a DM to a young lady asking, you know, hey, you want to go out and get a drink? She said no. He then got extremely mad. Yep. Because I guess he wasn't used to people saying no to him. But you got told no. I don't know. We also have, get mad. Yeah, we also have the uh, the case. I, I've that, been told I've been told a story, uh, a, like uh, a similar story to that, to where the ball, like a female said no, and the ball player was like, hmm, "You'll say yes one day," and she found out that in every city he was married, that he had multiple girlfriends in every city that they traveled to, like found that out. Well, that's oh. gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Yeah, no, 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 that's yeah, happening. Yeah, no. But, Surprises me. And well, it's, it, it's like what Bronson that, said that he, him being a major league baseball player and being married was a bad idea. That's right. exactly. You know, I mean, and, and that, it's just the it unfortunate thing. This this former ball player is, is now passed on. He did play for the Reds, and like he used to live in a hotel constantly, and like literally had has little has children now, and and like lived this life. You know, that's they like, should be they should be responsible enough to understand that they shouldn't get in a serious, committed relationship yeah. while they're playing if they're not mature enough to handle it. Yeah. yeah. If you want to have a blast while you're living out, you know, a luxurious childhood dream, nobody's going to fault you if you decide not to be in a committed relationship. But the minute you make that decision, you have to become an adult, and a lot of them yeah. are just. You know, unfortunately, a lot of them are just perpetually in their own heads that they've been told their whole life how great they are, and they decide that they're going to keep being that same person they were at eighteen, at you know, thirty when they're married, and it's sad. Yeah, I mean, the 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 actions I saw. So I went to spring, the last spring training in Sarasota, which was like two thousand four, I think. I could be wrong, but I was underage, and I. DD'd for the buddies I went down with. Like I was like, I'll go with you and DD for you guys. They're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, it's spring training. I'll go down. And met of course I'm going to go out that yeah, of course I was going to go. You know, like went out, still got in the bars, and like these guys are just like, it is a it is a luxurious vacation for them for spring training. It's crazy. It's a whole other world. Wow. Uh, we also uh, there's a there's a story of a local sportscaster who's not really a with the Reds, who likes to get drunk and send uh, DMs at two in the morning asking for sex, um, and I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever taken him up. I don't know about his marriage status, but uh, now we come <clears throat> to a guy who I've never heard of before, somewhat media-related kind of person. This person is someone who likes to use Snapchat. And uh, he likes to snap old Mr. Winky and send it to all of the women that he works with. Good. Good. And, well, I mean, he's also married, but uh, this particular person who sent this to me said that, uh, I quote, he damn well knew that I had a boyfriend at the time, and he just didn't care. He just sent Mr. Winky on to everybody. Now, if a <clears throat> we need to talk about the dick pics here. Unsolicited hog shows are never a good idea. If 
if someone asks to see your dick, fine. Do what you do what you want to do. But if you're and if you're sitting, in a relationship, it's likely to happen. No biggie. It happens. It happens. You but know? if you're just so well, that's that's consensual. Yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's move on from the sex. As many people know, uh, we've got some local, we'll say sports personalities in the market that are not very, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Open to new ideas. <laughs> I want to read an exchange that a, uh, a gentleman had with a local uh, sports personality. Are we talking about pegging or no? No, this is, this is non-sexual. Oh, okay. This okay. is this is guy on guy. So apparently, this person had a a tweet about a sponsor of a uh, we'll just say an eating establishment, and uh, he he replied to this person and said that looks awful. So this person decides to jump in his DMs and says, "Why do you feel the need to do that?" And this guy responds, "Well, it's terrible, terrible food." To which the uh, sports personality says, and why do you feel the need to post that on my page? And the guy was like, well, you know, I'm just it's just an opinion. He's like, and yet it's not sports, and it's one of my sponsors, so relax, or go away. Thanks. <laughs> so, so then uh, the person says, uh, well, <laughs> this part's okay. funny. You're a, real, you're a real sensitive fuck. To which... <laughs> <laughs> to which the uh, to which the sports person says, "I'm always amazed at what people are willing to say online." And then the guy says, "What well, oh, person God. too, Chief?" <laughs> to which the sports He's person. The the end. That's the best part. To which the sports person replied, "Oh God, I think your work would be much more interested." To which the guy replied, "Nah, they don't like you either." (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! And then, uh, then the sports personality says, "Do we have a bigger issue here?" Oh my God! And and the guy says, "There's a game on. You're worried about petty shit." And then the sports, sports personality says, I said stop or go away. And that's the end of it. I'll tell you what, that Chad Dotson is real. Oh, no. That was not Chad. <laughs> that was not Chad. Shout out to Chad, but that was not Chad. We all know who that was. That was not Chad. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Shout out to Chad Dotson. Now, yeah, shout out to Chad. Shout out to Red Light Nation. Um, oh, shout out to God. Jason and Doug. They do a good job over there. Listen to their podcast. Great job. Great yeah. job, guys. But anyway, I have experience with these types of DMs of sports personalities jumping in my shit because of things I've said to them on Twitter. <laughs> the, you know. The first one. And, same. And these, same. These, these were public, so I can name names here. One time, this was probably about 10 years ago, I jokingly accused Jim Day of killing a giraffe. (laughs) This is an all-timer. This is Epcot-level savage. Oh, no. So, he sent some tweet about uh, 
I just fed the giraffes at the zoo or something, and this was like right when the baby one at the Cincinnati Zoo died. And I said, I think my exact words were something like, you feed the giraffes and the baby one dies. Is that a coincidence? And <laughs> Jim did not appreciate that in the slightest. And he let me know about it, which whatever, you know, I was just joking. Well, that got picked up. And uh, people were chanting it to him at Reds Live one day after a game. And uh, <laughs> occasionally people will, send, will still to this day talk about how he is a draft killer. But, um, yeah, that wasn't too bad. But I had another sports personality. And this is not – this one's not Reds related. But um, he's Oh, some... great. We lost half the listeners. <laughs> Well, uh, half of them are UK fans. They're going to like this. I have a feeling it's going to end up with him pissing off somebody from Louisville. <laughs> well, we'll cut that part, but because uh, that's who <laughs> <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's a guy who has this uh, popular uh, sports radio thing going on, and um, he doesn't seem to like me very much because you know when he I I joke around a lot on Twitter. If you haven't followed me at Oh No Coop. I have a dark you? sense of humor. Me. I'm actually a really nice guy in person. It's true. It's true. I it just, is. Yeah. I, I just have a dark sense of humor. So there was one day I I made some kind of joke. I don't I don't even remember what it was. And he jumps in my DMs and he's like, What's your problem, man? And I'm like, I'm joking. Fuck off. And he's like, We have the sim we have similar interests. We we could be friends. And I'm like, I'm not going to be friends with you. Nobody wants to be friends with you. And then he... And it went back and forth for a while, and then he blocked me, and it was fine. But I also had one... I also had one with a local radio host, who will remain nameless, not Mo. that... <laughs> he also jumped in my DMs one day because of a joke I made. I can't even remember what the joke was. Probably something about Pete Rose. Telling uh, me that I should I should watch what I say and that my jokes aren't funny and blah 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 and I think I told him where to go too. But uh yeah, that that's that's tend to happen. If you're not blocked by Lance, are you really a Reds fan? Well <laughs> no. I mean, just, I'm not just asking. I'm not blocked right now because I'm not either. It's happened. Account, it's happened three but... times to me now. It's happened three uh, different times. To me. Can I tell you the story about why he blocked me? Yeah, let's hear it. You you probably questioned his like take on something totally fucking stupid. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't question any takes on anything. Um, I usually, but uh, I have no idea about Lance's personal life or anything. You, you know, whatever, and. He was going to some concert. I have no idea what the concert was, but somebody tweeted at me, goes, the kind that you may have a beverage at. So my first thought was it was a country concert. Cause I, I think strangely when, you know, remember think, this. Yeah. When you think about like, this was like three years ago, but like, you know, you think about throwing back a bunch of beers to hey. me, I think of a country concert, like country music and, and beer, you know, that's a match made in God knows what heaven. And so I jokingly said that I was balls deep in his whatever somewhere to make fun of the Zach Brown band song. And I tweeted that at him and I got instantly blocked. So 
I literally made fun of a song and, you know, whatever, I'm whatever. And that's how I got blocked by Lance. It wasn't me making fun of him for devaluing Whip or saying that XFIP is stupid. I literally made a joke <laughs> off of country music lyrics and that got me instantly blocked, like blocked within 90 seconds. So yeah. that was, I mean, it's not the best story in the world, but that was how I got blocked by Lance. So there's other ways to do it other than just to disagree with him fundamentally on the game of baseball. Dude, I got blocked. I got blocked because he, I called him out on pulling a Madden. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it was like three, four years ago and, like he's and, and you know I want to say like maybe 2015 2016, and you know the Reds were starting to really suck, and he said and I think it was I think it was 15 maybe because it was the year the bullpen was just horrible, Kevin Gray year, and he was like if this bullpen doesn't get it together I think yeah he's like if this bullpen doesn't get it together, uh, this team's you know definitely not going to go anywhere and it, you know and I just I commented. Lance batting one thousand for a thousand. I'm pointing out obvious stuff, <laughs> and he blocked me over it. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just wow. okay. Then that's not really wow. all that harsh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's not hard hitting breaking news. If the bullpen sucks, you might suck. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Jesus. Sensitive bunch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's another Reds personality that used to vanity search his own name constantly. Yeah. And he never blocked me, but he's threatened to fight people. I know that. Yeah. Now, I didn't. I joined Twitter on my personal account in 2011, but I joined Reds Twitter in November of 2014. And this is before I joined, but I made fun of him one time. And his silly ass haircut, and he vanity searched it and liked it and tweeted at me, What's wrong with my haircut? And I was like, Motherfucker, I did not tag you. Yeah. How the hell did you? He found it like a month later. You know, I thought, I like, thought it was funny that I thought it was funny that, that that particular player got caught up in the buying of followers. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, now, <laughs> say my name. Say, say my, my name. name. Uh, yeah. When no one is around, you say, "Doug Gray, I love you." All right. Go say my name. Say my name. <laughs> oh, we'll God. cut. We'll cut that, Doug. Sorry about that. I got a little careful. Oh, about. come on. Don't no, the say my name part. Voice. The say my name part will will keep. Doug can stay. <laughs> so anyway, uh. <laughs> those are just a few of the stories. Uh, some of them I didn't tell because you would be it. You would you would know who it was. Yeah, um, there's there's quite a few that I've got firsthand. Over the last year or so. Yeah. That and and heck, there was one when I was sitting with one of our lovely Reds Twitter ladies in a bar and it started happening while we're drinking. (laughs) 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 So me and my wife are like, ooh, ooh, do we egg it on? And she was just like, I've never responded, but it's gonna get crazier in just a minute. He's drunk and this is what happens. (laughs) We just watched it. Me in, and oh my god, it was the 
most desperate, horrible thing you've ever seen in your life, and it I, it was just bad. It was so bad, and oh. I, I really I feel bad for this guy <laughs> in a way because it's just like, oh my gosh, dude, you have no friends, and your parents didn't raise you right. <laughs> so that about oh. wrap up this edition of the uh, creepy DM. Section. Do you want, does anybody want to talk about anything Reds related before we go? Can I? Yeah, go? let's uh, let's let's bring up uh, some. Uh, we're not in last place. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates blew it today. They were up six four in like the sixth or seventh inning, and they blew or five four, whatever it was. They blew the lead. Yeah. Well, and well, that's because they're last. So we're place. so we're a game. So we're actually a game and a half. I think it's the game. I think it's the game. one one game up yeah. right now. I yeah. mean. Guys, guys, I mean, no offense, no offense. You guys are, like, happy about that, but, like, <laughs> I feel like that's, like, some old Reds fans, like, holding on to the 70s World Series, like, or even the 90s World Series, like, oh, my God, there's still hope. Like It's a low know, fucking like, bar, Polly, no doubt. I know, I know, but, like, <laughs> it's a very, like yeah, but you know I what? Don't... Also, it's the first time in, like, fucking two years, almost. I, it's but... just a positive step. It's one positive yeah. step in a series of positive steps. Well, we got I the really, Rangers and I the Astros the coming up. I thought I, I really yeah, thought. Like, I'm not as, saying as, it's going to get me easier. I'm just saying it's a positive step, and hopefully, what becomes more. I thought we've I, I thought we've done more positive steps to before this to be happier about being out of last place. You know, like honestly, like I like to be 100 percent honest with you. I didn't even know we were in last place until you guys like mentioned, it. and like I didn't really care about it because I just want to. All I care about is the Reds being. 500 club baseball right now. Probably, and probably, here's the thing. Here, here is something I do care about. And this is, I know this is a little off topic, but this is something I got to get off my chest. I put out on Twitter a challenge that anyone who found Marty Brenneman's burner account would get a starring spot on a podcast. And it wasn't getting any response. And I'm like, well, maybe... Maybe Marty just has hidden it very well. And then I found out there are people that I fucking know in real life, not just on Twitter. <laughs> personally know. People I personally know who know what his Twitter account is and purposely are not telling me. Why? Those people suck. Because they Cooper, don't. They don't. I'm fucking triggered. They don't trust me <laughs> with this information. They think, based on who knows what, that I would take this information and, you know, maybe troll the person. Like, troll the account. <laughs> what have you ever known maybe, to troll anyone who, on Maybe. Maybe they know you based on your past, and they never forget. Much like 9-11, they never forget. <laughs> but I mean, these are people that I ca I call friends. I the one knows who I'm talking to right now. If, it's if you're listening. fucking at you, bullshit. At you know at you, who. At you know who. You know who you are. Dot Twitter. Dot com. You know how much I need this information. And I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Damn it. You know you what know I can who do I am. with this information. Motherfuckers. 
So I, oh God! I, I mean, I kind of get why you're not telling me. But there are there are others. There are others. I confirmed at least five people yesterday who know who what his ad is, and won't fucking tell me. Uh, this whole thing's killing me because I mean, the most of you guys watch these I games know. on TV. Coop, I do not Coop, watch TV. I, I listen. Marty is a part of my life. I've listened for you years and, and it just it drives me nuts and i can't figure it out and i mean i have scrubbed <clears throat> scrubbed looking through some of these people that i know know who he is through their follow list trying to figure it out and if it's a locked account then there ain't nothing i can do to figure it out but i just can't figure I'm, it out i'm willing to hire a private investigator i'm willing to hire a private investigator well let's do it but there's so many people that know or, you, you get, know what? We just got to get one <laughs> of them drunk enough. Hey, or, or, <laughs> all they do is break fingers. I would break fingers to find out. That's a warning. I'll break fingers. <laughs> Heed Polly's warning. Here's, here's the thing. Polly will do unspeakable acts to get this information. You, won't, you would not be able to tweet because your fingers would be broken. <laughs> But yeah, hey, Polly, I appreciate you having my back because my my feelings were a little well, they weren't really hurt, but they were a little hurt. Coop, you I, ain't got feelings. That's true. I don't. It branches right. I don't have feelings. You were distraught. You were distraught. I was just this. like, it was kind of like, son of a bitch. And then I was like, oh, okay, I understand. Um, Red signed uh, officially signed their second and third round picks. The two high schoolers, Reese Hines and uh, Callahan. Callahan. What did, did, have we got a slot value on on uh, not, uh, how much over? Yes, we do. Hey, and guess what is that? Let, it. let me look it up. This is courtesy of Doug Gray and Reds Minor Leagues because I was looking at this earlier. Shout out to Doug for, uh, and this is not just blowing smoke up his ass. He does a really good job with uh, yeah, he does the minor league stuff. Oh yeah, D- Doug is phenomenal. Yeah, the whole time during the draft, I was just on his Twitter, just refreshing. Yep. <laughs> but, like, uh, well, I'm if jealous. you guys go look for prospect shit on other other ones, have you ever went to other other like minor leagues teams? You know, prospects. Yeah, it's like, shitty. It's blog. Like, it's They're like, shitty compared to what we have. Yeah, it's yes. it, it, it's yeah. so nice to be able to find yeah. stuff so fast. So go we're to Red, very spoiled. Red, Red, I I I'm I reading. Say, I'm jealous of what Doug does. Yeah. I'm not just like fanboying. I'm like I'm jealous of what he gets to do. Like I'm very jealous. All right, very so jealous. Let's all stop sucking Doug's dick for a second. And, uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> <That's> so salty. <laughs> but uh, this is coming from Doug's site. Reese Hines signed for uh, one point seven nine seven million. Slot was one point five. Huh. So just a little over slot. Uh, Tyler Callahan. Uh, he signed for 1.5 million. Slot was 710,700. So oh, okay, that was a big chunk. But here's how they made it up. Jake Stevenson, 10th round pick. Slot 146, 300, 146,300. They signed him for 7,500. Oh shit. TJ Hopkins, ninth round pick. Damn. Slot was 156,100. They signed him for 17,500. Were those seniors? Were those college seniors? No, yes. be seniors. Yes. This this was yes. done on purpose, obviously. 
Evan yeah. Evan Kravitz, right. left-handed pitcher out of somewhere. Fifth round pick. <laughs> Slot was three hundred and seventy nine thousand. They signed him for a hundred and twelve thousand five hundred. So that's where all money that they say yeah. came from. Is and and you saw it as soon as soon as you saw these college the run on college seniors, you knew what was yeah. happening. Yeah, they were. They, they have were, no. They've choice. got no leverage. Those kids are all going to be in three years. So that's how you can make up a couple million dollars right there. So, and Nick Lodolo signed for full slot of five point four million. Uh, other than Hines and he Callahan, is going to be fucking awesome. Hey, the more I've heard about him, man, I really like him. Uh, I don't know if you all caught the Reds Alert podcast this week where they had uh, that scout on. Shout out to uh, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one. That was good. Yeah, and and, and listen to him talk about Lodolo. I was like, wow, that's kind of nice. Yeah, Nick Nick Cage has got to do something with his hair. He's going to buzz that off. That's awful. His hairline. Poor kid. Red's Red's Facebook has had a field day with uh, Nick Lodolo's hair. (laughs) He's going to be able to. He'll be able to afford it, like, transplants or something. Come on. I mean, I think if he just doesn't slick it back, he'll be fine. Once Suarez gets a hold of him, he'll be fine. Yeah, just sh- just shave it. Fuck it. Oh, so how do you guys feel about the Rangers and the Astros coming up? Uh, Rangers, is um, is Joey Gallo still hurt? I haven't checked. Yes, thank God. Right. Yes, yes, jo- he is. Joey Gallo is somebody who would hit a ball into the Ohio River on the fly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That guy yeah. has more power than anybody I've ever seen. And he's and he's you know he's he's hitting well despite of the shift. Like I think I've even seen him hit some uh, hit some over the shift. So Have you seen the shift? He's, he's put doing on better. There is it's stupid. Yeah. There is no yeah. one between third and second. They are all between second and first. They got they put either it's either the shortstop or second baseman all the way into like basically mid right field, and then they have the three infielders on the on the first base side of second and nobody on the left and it doesn't matter if you're hitting at 450 feet yeah yeah but it's gonna be guy, interesting to see what the reds do well he ain't gonna be playing but it'd be yeah. interesting to see how the reds handle that shit probably the same way as everybody else but he could bunt and hit 450 on the third baseline he could walk to first who was it that tweeted out that is there anybody happier about the shift being beat than a, than a Reds broadcaster? Because okay. it was funny as hell because every, you know, the one out of 50 times that the shift gets beat. Oh, my gosh, you see that? I don't see why they all don't do it every damn time. Who was it that laid the book down and Tom Brimman basically had an erection? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say the only person that gets shifted on that I would like to see bunt a little bit is Tucker. When Tucker hits left-handed, they still shift on him because he pulls. Yeah. I would have no. I would have absolutely I'm no with problem. You on that one. I would have no yes. problem with because Tucker's going to do one of three things when he gets up there. He either gets a base hit, he you know he he creates a creates an out or he walks and he does walk a lot. He does get on base about a hundred points higher than he hits his for average. So I will give him credit where credit's due. He does find a way to get on base, and he's only been intentionally walked three times this year which is about average for the rest of the team. If Tucker wanted to sabotage Bunt, 
or whatever the proper term is, to get on base, I would have no problem with it. But he's the only guy I want to see trying it. But do we all agree he, on that? I think I, 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 can agree. I, agree. I can agree. I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I can see why he wouldn't because his power's in the left side. Yeah, and you know what, Tucker, you know, there was a point in Tucker's career, which I know, Branch, you're well aware of. Yeah. I think it was 2016 and 2017, I believe, but it might have been 15 and 16. It doesn't matter. Over a 162-game span at one point, Tucker had 46 doubles. Yeah. That's a hell of a fucking season right there. Now, I know it's obviously not in one season. It's over two. But over a, you know, a 162-game span, he doubled every four games, basically, which is impressive. For any player. Right. Well, and, so, right. and here's the thing. At one point, it was there. And here's the thing, Polly. Kurt Casale fucking rakes. That, oh, I invented yes, that. Yes. I, I invented uh, Kurt Casale rakes. Fundamentally, I think Barnhart is starting to get very frustrated with himself. And I, we were talking about that the other night, and that's where like that comes from. Like, I just think, feel like he gets so into the game where, like, when like he gets pissed off when he, they give up runs and he's catching, and I like that. But I think that affects his fundamentals in the game right then and there, like so much where you can tell when Tucker Barnhart is either going to be in the game, be with the game, or just totally nonchalant now, and not want to be a part of it. Not to interrupt you, Paulie, but I will agree with that. Last year, I don't remember what game it was, Tucker made an errant, aggressive throw to third base in a game in 2018 as well, just like he did last week. He does that about once a year. He makes a really ill-advised throw. Obviously, he's you know pent-up frustration, and he makes an egregious throw down to third base that doesn't need to be made. I can live with it. I mean, it, unfortunately, it was a bad. It came at a bad time. I can live with it based on his career statistical defensive metrics. Everybody's frustration with him is coming from the plate right now. Do we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't 100%, like the frustration. No, no, but, no. You know. I, I think the frustration carry is carried over to his at bats. And that's where like it's yeah. just like he forget is forgetting that part of his game where he he was a, he hit singles or he hit forty six doubles. Like his fundamentals of batting is totally gone now. Like he doesn't care about that part of the game. Or like defensively, I think since winning that Gold Glove, he's just totally given up on batting. He I don't care. think he's any different than the rest of the team. It just seems like it because there's a another person there that's raking behind him that could get mm-hmm. more playing time. I think it's more exaggerated to us fans. It's the it's the backup quarterback. Thing. It's the backup quarterback thing, it, you know, because yeah. if if Van Meter was our or not Van Meter, who's the farmer, was our backup catcher, it wouldn't be pressed as hard as what it's happening with Tucker. And you know, as a catcher, a lot more goes into how they handle the staff in certain pitches. I mean, it honestly looks to me like uh, Casale's becoming Gray's personal catcher. Maybe mocks, yeah. you know, and, and, and that does happen on, pro, on on good teams. And having two good catchers isn't a bad thing. And I have no problem with them giving Cali, uh, giving Casale more at bats right now because play the hot hand. But if you if you start seeing pitchers have more issues when Casale's behind the plate, mm-hmm. then if you're the manager, you've got to change that up. you got to go back, you know. Yeah. And yeah. on the whole overthrowing things thing, I think Johnny Bench threw into right and left field more than any other catcher in Major League Baseball history. 
But he also <laughs> threw out more people at first and third base yeah. than yeah. any other catcher in Major League history. I can't comment on that. I wasn't alive. So, so, so maybe somebody could uh, double check the stats on that. Yeah, one. <laughs> somebody had to check the stats on that. It's what was always told to me when I was a catcher going through, you know, whatever I was going through. When I was a catcher, don't be afraid to throw it to first or third by the runner. <laughs> and I've also, I also in, in very big games, albeit high school, have thrown into in the left field, and it it's a horrible feeling. It, it just is. I'm it, it's it, it, it's just a horrible feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Pete Rose. That part <laughs> we can leave. Yeah, in. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we found the intro. Fuck <laughs> Pete. So Rose. One, one thing. Uh, one thing about Tuck is. Um, you know, he, he's a career 691 OPS guy, um, and he's he's OPS in about 630 right now. I know his batting average is only a 207, but, you know, he's always been kind of a mediocre bat. You know, he's never hit – he's only hit double-digit home runs, I think, once in his career. So most teams would kill for a defensive-minded mediocre bat at catcher. Mm. The, problem with, the problem with Tucker comes in is whenever he's not – solid on the defensive side of the ball it completely kills his value yeah but he and has gotten better in the pitch framing category this year he's gotten better in the so pitch as, framing, as soon as yes. he's learned about it i mean he's gotten better yeah right he's gotten better i mean part of me wonders if you know there's a good chance there's still a lot of season left there's a good chance that tucker could go on a tear and be that guy that we had in 2018 and 2017 where he's coming up with clutch hits i, I think his issue like you guys have said it's all in his mind. It's he'll yeah. he'll snap out of it. I, he's like Chad Dotson says. Shout out to Doug, or <laughs> Doug, and, yeah. Doug and Chad. Shout out to Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Chad. Uh, I, but uh, you know, I don't they'll, know who they'll, that insults they more. Usually, <laughs> they usually end up with uh, you know what the back of their baseball card looks like. So I'm not too right. worried about them. I, I, but I am, and I think, and I think. We carry him like you know, trying to protect him. Like, oh, you know, or not even protect him. He's trying to hold Puig back. Like, I just think like he's just. I, I don't know. Like, I totally disagree with you. Like, it, it's not like oh, he's going to come out of it. Like, I don't. I think he's just totally mentally just like done. Like, I don't know why. I don't. Just like. Yeah, I mean, it does happen. I mean, it does happen to players. I mean, it's happened before to good players. But I mean, how many years does anybody know off the top of their head? How many years he's got left on that contract? I think it's. I think this is three? the first of the four years, isn't it? First, what this is, is the first of the four. Yeah. So he's got first three of four. More so he's got three years yeah. after this. Okay. I, yeah, this only I mean, let's be, let's be honest. We're just we're waiting on Stevenson at this point. I mean, you know, Stevenson's got a bat, but he can't. His defense well, I mean, is, is what's always held him back. So I, I don't know. I don't know what. What's the doing. worst that happens? We paid Tucker seven million a year for two years to back up Stevenson. Seven million is not a hamstring franchise. Well, and, and Tucker yeah, was no. projected as a backup from the get go. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, Tucker's Doug wrote many of many of lines about Tucker thought. being a backup catcher someday. Well, because Devin Mazzarocco was the guy. Was, and yeah, was he the just guy. couldn't yeah. stay healthy? And and on, honestly, we all should be a little bit thankful for Tucker. Where we'd have been if he would have just been backup level? He's been a little bit better than that. I mean, the team sucked, right. but the team could have sucked worse. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm not convinced that he's done. I'm hoping this is just like a, like a slump kind of thing. If he could even just be league average, that's all you would need with his yeah. defense. Yeah, 
I'm thinking with all the pitch framing and stuff that he's he's just had so much on his plate because you know a catcher's doing batting practice, they're going to the pitchers' meetings, they're they're doing so much more stuff than everybody else is doing, and maybe the bat's just the last thing that he's got to that he has time to focus on. You know, there's just so much going on. Hamilton's ever was. Well, yeah, yeah. I I mean, he's no JT Romuto, but no, no, no. God, that would have been awesome. Yeah, and, and I mean, I love Tucker, but I would have traded JT in a heartbeat. I mean, I'm just, I, I, just no problem with that. I, right, right. I guess what I was trying to say is like, there's no, I see no clutch bone in Tucker Barnhart as of right now. And I've no, not, I've usually not ever have seen a clutch <laughs> bone. In a, no, clutch. seriously, seriously. Look at his what? life. But yeah, maybe, but. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. She's I don't know, Polly. I don't know. There was a there, there was an at bat in May where the Reds were losing and he was the last batter. And I want to say that thing went eleven pitches. Uh, yeah. You know, and he was just kept what? on battling and fouling off. I mean he ended up getting the last out, but he tried like hell not to. Yeah. Jay Bruce did that in two thousand twelve as well. So. God yeah. damn it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring that up. Because the next I, I batter did, was Scott Rowland. And we know what uh, happened. God uh, just, damn it. God I, I just damn it. God damn it. God damn it. I love you. I love you. <laughs> what the fuck was that voice? Oh, oh, shucks, Darwin, I love oh, you. Oh, shucks, you love that. You love that. Sorry, uh, it's, I mean, just real quick, you know, we're getting close. Um, you know, we're in June. It's time to start making decisions for for the Reds to start making decisions on the trade deadline. What um, I put a tweet out earlier about three deals that I would I would make if I were the Reds, and well, it involves three players. And, uh, and my three players were um, uh, Rossiel Iglesias, uh, Disco, and Kirk Asali. My main, re- my main reasoning on that was all three guys could be replaced easily by other players without the Reds completely tanking for the end of the season. So, I mean, who are some guys that – and I also said in there I would extend Puig and – you know, have Scooter play every day in hopes that we can get him back on a qualifying offer. Um, but I don't know I what, what, were, what are your guys' thoughts on, on the deadline? Uh, I would trade almost everyone on a one-year contract. So uh, I would I would probably try to look if you can extend uh, Jose Iglesias. I would make yeah. it a shortstop for the next couple of yeah, years. Two years. Yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, two, like two to three. Deal. Yeah. I mean, Titties is around for another year, arbitration. Uh, I think Puig, you either deal him or he walks. I don't, I don't think his performance has justified signing him anymore. No, um, a two-year well, deal. Well, so so here's my think. Here's my thinking on on signing him. Number one, he would bridge bridge the gap between the time now between the time now between Tremel being ready. Like totally. Tremel's ready now. Good. Tremel's well, ready now. It could be it, it could be as soon as now. It could be as soon as next year. But we all know that's not going to happen. He's going to have at least not, another year down there. He's got. He's going. I would have liked to see Tremel come if up not another year and a half. I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's yeah, just, it's not going to happen. Just a fucking taste. That way, he's already done it, and it won't be a shock to his system when he comes up 
next year. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. I, and I don't even think no, they'll bring not. him up next I year. I don't even think I don't think he'll bring him up next year. I think I think he's got at least another season. And and honestly, before they before they talk about bringing him up, honestly, I think Tanner Rourke might be your easiest chip of trade because everybody's oh, yeah. looking yeah. for pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he's Tanner been Rourke fine. Also, well, he also pitched out of the bullpen a little bit for the Nationals. So yeah. if you you know as a long yeah, hand, like, when you get to the postseason. Tanner Roark could easily fill in from the third to sixth inning for a team. Yeah. You know, yeah. a la like a Tim Lincecum, you know, Tim Lincecum yeah. would do in the later years for the Giants. Not that he's Tim Lincecum, but, you know, he could fill in for four innings in a postseason game and all of a sudden be the fucking hero in a deciding game. I've got he does a, have yeah, the capability. He's going to be gone because he, he's, for just having, just for a rental, he's, he's, Got value. I mean, there's just yeah. no, there's no way about yeah. it. He's got quick, value, uh, he's, and he's pitched very well this year. Quick Tim Lincecum story. So we already brought up 2012 when the Giants uh, beat the Reds in the playoffs. God damn it! God damn it! Quit it! <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Me. God. But, uh, God. I remember it. I was watching that and I was pissed. But uh, they they go to the Giants locker room in, at J, GABP. And there's Tim Linscom and some other people, and uh, they're popping the champagne. And somebody pops the champagne, and it, like, shoots all over Tim Linscom's face. And he says, on camera, how I know what a chick feels like. (laughs) (laughs) That's my one memory of Tim Linscom where I was so pissed about the game, and then he said that, and I was like, all right, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> How appropriate for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, you know, I had the opportunity to go to that game with an old friend. Shout out. She's she's a great person. Uh, she's from Jacksonville. She's a big Jags fan. But that was, you know, that was actually like that game, like made me oh, become a Reds fan even more. Is that weird to say? Like that uh, loss, like made me like want to become. Like I was like, that's where I keep be like in the two thousand like that those few years I was like, Wow, like I really love this team and like I remember uh I was at the one game playoff in ninety nine with the Mets and uh fucking Jack McKeon decided to start Steve Paris instead of Denny Nagel. And uh Edgardo Alfonso took him right out the front door and then the game was over. Al Leiter shut him down. I think it was like a two hitter. I just remember when you were talking about playoff games. That I remember that atmosphere when I walked into that to Riverfront. That was the most electric I'd ever seen. River, Riverfront was that one game playoff in '99, and then all the air sucked out of the building in the top of the first, and then it was like a freaking mausoleum the rest of the game. Yeah, bad times. Yeah, maybe one day we'll see good times again. Maybe I think it's. I, think I it's wouldn't. Have, I've never experienced times outside of 2010 and 2012. Well, I was 10 and 90, so I I remembered I remembered the games, but not Coop. What I was negative one in 90. God damn it! <laughs> I was I Coop. Was don't feel bad, dude. I was 16. I remember it very well. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was three. I don't know anything about God it. God damn it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good team. It really was. I, it, it, but we didn't have the coverage we have now, of course. And, it, and yeah. you know, me and all, you know, we're uh, – Huntington, West Virginia is Red's country, if, if they're good, really. And uh, 
we'd all get together. Like we'd have football practice there during, during the playoffs, and then we'd all rush to a buddy of mine's house whose dad was like this genius that at that time, you know, to hook up like multiple TVs and shit was uh, like hard to do. And he would do that, and like his, he was an only child, and his parents would, his mom would like have all these snacks and shit out for us, and like so we'd get done with football practice, and like ten or fifteen of us would run over to his basement, like you know, parents' party room, and watch the games, and it was good times, you know, it really was. It, it was, I have really fond memories of that team because of that. And nobody else does because we're the old bastards. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually remember the last out of the World Series in '90, watching Benziger catch that. That was like, yeah. like, like childhood memories. I actually truly first memories I remember like seeing. I was like, wow, that's really really cool. And like I just always my life I remember watching that with my parents, watching it with my brother, and experiencing that. And then like the aftermath was like, wow, that's this is incredible. And then. Yeah, I wish I had my copy of the sporting news just talking about how bad the A's were going to whip their ass. I mean, I mean, it was just, oh, yeah. just rider after rider <laughs> after rider was just. There's no way the Reds can compete with the A's. There's just no way. And, and I mean, it was just they just beat the shit out of them. The time you're done reading it, you're like, oh my god, we're a little league team, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you think about that team. You had Eric Davis, who if he stayed healthy, would have been a Hall of Famer. And yeah, I, I I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Yeah, you had Barry right. Arkin, who is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You had Paul O'Neill, mm-hmm. who had a damn good Sorry. career. Who 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 did you just say? Paul, Paul. O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. <laughs> what? What the? The fuck? greatest. The greatest. He's the greatest balls baseball player ever. Come on. <laughs> We're not going to go that far. Jose Rio. Jose Rio, yes, as yeah. your ace. Who, again, there's Rock somebody. Rio. If Jose Rio stays healthy, he's got a chance at the Hall of Fame. He's Joe a very Oliver. underrated pitcher. Yeah. He really is. He had Danny yeah. Jackson. Joe Oliver was a stud. Joe Oliver mm-hmm. was, yeah. But, yeah. Ron Oster, Ron Oster, the local kid. You had uh, Chris Sabo at third. He hit the two home yeah. runs in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Sabo only played nine years in the show. Isn't that wild to think about? He he, he came up late, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was rookie he, of the he year was like in 88. Todd Frazier. And yeah. then, he, uh, he, he, he only played from 88 to 96. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, he I know he had injuries, too. Uh, he, yeah. He finished, yeah. Did he finish up in Baltimore, I think? Something like that? Uh, he came back to the Reds. Oh, he yeah. came back to the the Reds to finish his career, I'm almost certain. Almost like one of those pity signings where it's like, yeah, come back and we'll let you finish here. Yeah. Right. Like Norm Charlton. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. okay, here's something that, that you young you youngins ain't, don't know about the Nasty Boys thing. The reason that even became a thing was because of a fucking Janet Jackson song. It wasn't because they were such nasty pitchers. They were. But it was because of the Janet Jackson song called Nasty Boys, which was a hit. And it, that moniker got put onto them. And it's always yeah. made me feel weird when the Reds promote the Nasty Boys thing. Because all I can think of, of is, well, it was kind of a shitty pop song in 1990. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, I, I went and looked up uh, Chris Sabo. 
His his rookie year, he was 26. That's part of the reason he only played nine years. Uh, well, yeah. he went he went to college though. He played at Michigan until he was like 22. So yeah. you're automatically like three years behind schedule. He went to Baltimore, and then the Yankees. No, he went to the White Sox. Okay. And the Cardinals, all in the same year. And then 96, he finished up with the Reds. Yeah. And then he was done. Yeah, he he wasn't a regular three years of his career because That's of injuries a, and yeah. So you guys may feel differently about this. I do. When I look at baseball versus, you know, I don't really care about basketball. We can include it. Football, basketball. You know, I view a baseball career kind of like I view a hockey career in that I expect a quality at least. Whereas Football and basketball, you may be dominant for a year or two, but you may Mm -hmm. only play five, six, seven years. So I almost expect your baseball career to be one and a half times longer than if you played football or basketball. Do you guys agree with that? Is that something? Am I the only one that thinks that way? Maybe it's because baseball players can have longer careers. You know, honestly, I think seven. I think seven plus years. For a very good baseball player, like you need to be good for seven years. Yeah, like, seven in, years isn't is it fair. ten years to get in the even get considered for Hall of Fame? It's ten years into the Hall of Fame, but yeah. baseball is great. It's only forty. It's like forty-six days. That might, number may not be right, but forty-six days. You don't even have to play like three full months to be on the to, to get a pension. Yeah. To obtain a pension, you just got to be on the twenty-five man active roster for like less than three, like two or three months. Like, it's really low in order to get money from baseball when you retire. But, yes, in terms of, um, you know, like, like, like a solid career, there are plenty of guys that played eight, nine, ten years that were quality players. But to me, you have to play at least ten years for me to consider, like, a good, solid, fundamental career. Maybe that's just my own personal whatever. Seven years is a good career. But if you play ten years, parts of ten years or more in the show – that to me is like this person has sustained excellence for a sufficient amount of time. So I'm looking at news yeah, it, really, it really depends on what news it really depends on how old you are when you come up too. Because oh, wait, wait, was twenty nine yeah. when he started. He played till he was forty nine. I mean, it, it just play a day. For everybody, what's your news play? Day you get li- play a day get insurance for life. You know, yeah. we we'll learn that. You yeah. know, play a day in the major leagues to get life Thank, insurance. Duh. Thanks, thanks to the anonymous tipster on that. Uh, I'm looking at the 90 team on uh, baseball reference. Mariano Duncan. Do you see mm. what he did that yeah. year? Here's his slash yeah, line. good. His yeah. slash line, 306, 345, 476. Mariano Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. I was fucking kidding. Jesus. Unsung hero. <laughs> Dude, that was just a fun year. It really was. And it and it didn't take us all by total surprise. I mean, but but again, the A's were such a powerhouse at that time. And it, they were like, the Yankees get brought up now or whatever. And so, it was so good to just to be good. But the National League was being shit on. It was, it, you know, as everybody knew after the 99 season, that the 90 team was going to be good. But it, so, it, it was it was a fun time. It really was. And I'd love to see you guys experience it. I'd love to. It'd be great. (laughs) This sounds stupid of me, but, like, outside of Dave Stewart, who were, like, the, like, really big names on that A's team? What, Canseco, McGuire? Was Ricky on that team? Ricky Henderson. Canseco, McGuire. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
sorry. Out, yeah, outside of the obvious, like, it's like, was Ricky Henderson on that team? Yes, he was. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I okay. believe so. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, Dave Stewart, obviously McGuire, Canseco. I didn't know Ricky, because Ricky played for every team but the Reds, so Jesus Christ. The guy played from, like, 79 to 03. They had, a, they had Carney Lansford. He was pretty good. Today's team was really good, but it was a fun exactly. season. It really was. Okay, here's uh, here's here's Sue Oakland had. It wasn't Carney Lansford. It was Terry Steinbeck. Uh, but oh, Terry Steinbeck was a good catcher. Though. They had uh, they had Willie Randolph. Walt, oh wow, Walt Weiss. They did have Carney Lansford. Holy he was the third baseman. Duh. Walt uh, Weiss. Holy shit! I remember. I remember him as a brave. Dave Henderson in center field. <laughs> L- listen to these numbers though. Mark McGuire. <laughs> He hit 39 home runs and 108 RBIs. Canseco, 37 home runs, 101 RBIs. <laughs> Ricky Henderson. Here, listen to these. This is Ricky Henderson's slash line: 325, 439 on base, 577 slugging. That's like that's like better than Prime Votto. He stole 65 bases. And hit That's why the Reds were not supposed to win a World Series. Those Jeez. numbers, they, they killed Yes. And Ricky, Ricky was their leadoff guy, and he slugged that. Yeah. Like, before before the modern leadoff man, that's what he was doing. Well, the thing about Ricky is everybody tries to compare leadoff man to Ricky. There's only been one Ricky. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, really, yeah. there, there's and, only really been one. And Ricky will tell you that. But yeah, <laughs> well, Rick, I mean, Rick is known for stealing bases, and he still hit 299 dingers. Right. Yeah, that team was loaded. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. the Reds won that. Well, they they swept them. It oh, reminds yeah. me a lot of Columbus Blue Jackets sweeping the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh God. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, you, you uncultured swine. You fucker. <laughs> VREML after that, but I was muted because I was going out to get a beer. All right. That's okay. I knew you, I knew you Sorry. Right we should probably wrap this up <laughs> yeah. anyway. It's almost 11 o'clock. Uh... Yeah, we were, we went off the rails on the uh, on the on the DMs thing and went into baseball hard. Soccer, oh. baseball fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to take me like three hours to freaking edit, but it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't feel like we totally represented female up. Reds Twitter. Boo hoo. <laughs> so uh, let's go around the room then. And give our final thoughts. Uh, let's start with Barmy. Give us your final thoughts. Yeah. Um, I did want to share a, a quick positive story. I know we uh, shit on a lot of people this evening. And I did want to say that um, I want to give a shout out to Eddie Tobinsey. Um, I don't know if about, I don't think I've ever told the story in the podcast. My first ever Reds game, I got a foul ball by some wild circumstances. And we can go into that at a later time. But I got a foul ball and the Reds uh, staff allowed me to go under the stadium to the players parking lot. I was eight years old and get it signed. And my mom, my aunt, my sister were with me. And, and we went down there, and the first player out was Eddie Thomasy. And he came over, picked me up, put me on his shoulders, signed the ball, talked to my mom for like 10 minutes, just about life in Cincinnati and baseball in general. And he was an absolutely phenomenal human being. Um, I tweeted at him a picture of the ball. I still have it signed in my apartment. And I tweeted a picture at it uh, of it at him, and he responded. I said, what do you think it's worth now? Just teasing him. And he responded with maybe a free cup of coffee, Starbucks, but I'm really glad I took the time to sign it for you. 
So, for all, of, for, all of the, for all of the bad things that go on on the internet, that was a positive moment. Oh, Ryan. That's sweet. Yeah. Come up with something less sweet than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, first off, shout out to uh, Big Poppy for uh, getting shot this week. I hope that he is uh, making a full recovery. Christ. What the oh my God. <laughs> You make it sound like he's a fucking rapper. <laughs> it's going to make uh, his career, man. Jesus. Oh hey, my man. God. You wanted something less cent. sweet, and I just gave it to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let, let the record uh, um, let the record show that when uh, you ask Ryan to do something, he fucking does it full throttle. Uh, I'll never, I'll never. <laughs> no shit. Um, yeah, that's all. I, that's all I got for this week. Thanks for having me on, as always. And uh, and hey, uh, Red's Twitter, stop getting creepy in the DMs. Quit that shit. Knock it off. Uh, Pally, follow that up. Uh, here's the thing. Tucker Barnhart is not clutch. And <laughs> quit being creepy. Alright, Branch. Going on vacation, don't give a fuck. Can't wait to listen to this because I've got like a million hours of driving to do and we'll be laughing our ass <laughs> off in the car on it. <laughs> We've literally been on for like an hour and a half, so this is going to be a long yes. one. Erotic scene. Listen... Listen to them all. I gotta go through fucking Nebraska, dude. <laughs> I gotta go through Nebraska and Kansas. I need Kansas is pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the podcast, I have an awful story of Nebraska. If you guys will stay on for ninety we, seconds, we will. We will. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. my final thoughts are again, as everybody said, don't be creepy in the in the DMs of the young ladies and the older ladies. Um. Mm. Me. Cougar but, scene. Hmm. But um, yeah, stop being creeps. Stop sending your dicks to people. And go Reds. So for Polly and Branch and Burmy and Ryan, this is Coop saying. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another podcast if we don't get our asses sued off. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati.